The Steve Warren Project. Sports and whatever. Well, welcome to another episode of Ottawa's only daily sports and whatever podcast. It is all about Ottawa sports talk and fun. Steve and Jimmy schmoozing it up once again. And the Ottawa sports talk is getting a little more fun. Sens are starting to play really good hockey and starting to get consistent in that area. It'd be Calgary 3-1 as we uh, record this tonight. The Sens are now 3-0-2 in their last five, and they definitely own the Calgary Flames. So we'll get into that and a whole lot more coming up today. Jimmy, how are things, buddy? Oh, Stevie, I'm good. All good. Yeah. Made, uh, I just, as I bashed my head into the microphone. It's a really, giant head of yours. It's really hard to see, Steve, that microphone, you know. It's, not, it's the size of a forearm. And uh, anyway, reached out at you. Yeah, here, uh, 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 good. Uh, I'm fine, man. Yeah, it's all, all good. Yep, it did a nice. Stevie, here's, mm-hmm. my, uh, here's my tip of the week. And What's you know that? my tips, Steve, vary, any, uh, vary between a good Netflix documentary uh, to how to wash yourself, to uh, a good meal, to cook. Uh, okay. Wait, wait, wait. There's a Netflix documentary on how to wash yourself. No, 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 no. That's just my tips. I, I will, I will recommend a good Netflix doc. That's one thing I, I, I offer to the good listener. Okay. And then another thing, it could be how to wash yourself. Really? Uh, Are you really an expert on that during COVID? Really? Yeah. <laughs> You've come on the show many times to say, oh, God, I didn't even feel like changing my clothes when I woke up today. Yeah. I haven't even shower yet. <laughs> I might not even brush my teeth. Oh, man, I've got, yeah, I'm a, I'm afraid to admit. Yeah, a- anyway, uh, the other anyway. one is cooking cooking tips, Stevie. Um, I thought I better start cooking a little, a little home cooking because... Well, I knocked off two two pans of Rice Krispie squares and a Sara Lee chocolate cake in three days. I like okay. those Sara Lees for sure. Yeah, I did the whole thing. I did half of it up in bed at two thirty in the morning. Oh, that's that's sad. Just shit, shit everywhere. It was just like chocolate and just and then, mm-hmm. and then, yeah. And then I fell asleep with a bunch of chocolate cake in my mouth, Steve. Oh my God. So I woke I woke up in the morning and I don't know. It looked like a dirty diaper. My pillow. You know, jeez. Anyway, uh, so I made a nice little Stevie. I made a nice little chicken fettuccine. Okay, Uh, you know, as I'm going bonkers, bouncing off the wall in my house, I started cooking a little bit. Yeah, Alfredo. So, Alfredo, pal. Okay, Alfredo, my friend. Okay, Alfredo, (laughs) friend. Okay, here's here's what. Twenty seconds, Stevie. Let's chop the chicken. You know, slice it up like they do when they serve it in a restaurant. You know, they're in thin little strips. Okay, Mm -hmm. we're gonna throw that in the pan. With a little garlic, okay? And then we're going to cut a little zucchini up there. Throw the zucchini in a little later on, okay? Uh, maybe with some mushrooms, okay? In the meantime, you've boiled the noodles, okay? And uh, so now what we do, the noodles are boiled. This thing's only about five minutes cooking. The chicken doesn't take very long because you cut it into such small pieces, okay? And then we get the heavy cream, Steve, or a medium cream, a little 10% or an 18%, okay, cream. Uh, mm-hmm. Dump some of that in, Stevie. With a few dollops of mayonnaise, Stevie boy. No, okay? no mayonnaise. Yes, in the in the so you got the cream in there. Dump some cream in, and then the mayo, and stir it all around. Okay, fresh, fresh Parmesan, Stevie. Okay, right in. 
<laughs> okay, right in there. Throw the noodles in. Stir it around with the tongs on the plate. Whammo. You kind of glossed over the garlic a little. Did you call it gark, by the way, or that was that a glitch in uh, in our software? No, that was a glitch. <laughs> but garlic is the key. How much garlic is the key? No, because, I don't uh, like garlic that much. I no? don't. I'm, I'm oh, not, I'm a garlic no. guy. Yeah, I know. I found a shawarma people. place that goes extra garlic. It's the garlickiest thing that extra man can garlic. consume. Oh, yeah, if you can believe it. Garlic sauce, a little sweet sauce on there. God, I'm salivating just thinking about it. <laughs> Still to this day, never had a shawarma, never watched an episode of Simpsons. Why no shawarma? Oh, it's awful for you, Steve. Okay. You need the Rice Krispies in the Sierra League. Yeah. Okay. That's much better. Yeah. <laughs> we got to get you into a shawarma today. I think I was hammered one time down in, uh, I was in Toronto, uh, you know, down on Young Street, hanging out at a bar with some buddies. And, um, Two stories here. So I had my first shawarma. You know, we drank, uh, you know, pie. we drank the bar dry. It was a beautiful mm-hmm. night. And uh, next thing, we're walking down the street, and I go to have a shawarma. And uh, me and my buddy are there woofing back this thing at you know, 2 o'clock in the morning. And then we walk back to uh, wherever I was staying, a hotel or I don't know. Uh, it was many years ago. And both of us were sort of sitting up chatting, smoking on the balcony, and realize we're kind of not that hammered. Stevie. And we drank. Well, I drank everything back in those days. Okay. Like mm-hmm. Spanish coffees and rum and cokes, Zambuca shots. Okay. So you're immune and, to it at this stage of the game, probably. I don't know. So, and, and I would steal your drink. You know, if you got up to go for a leak or something, I'd grab your beer and drink some of that. Classy. You know? So we realized, Stevie, we got ripped off. Yeah. We got, we got sort of short poured at this bar. We kind of like, Shouldn't we be sort of falling down drunk, you know, right now? You know, right. hugging each other and crying and all that jazz, you know, when you get really hammered. You know, you love your buddy. And, and so we went back. Yeah, we got, we, got, we got taken to the cleaners. They saw us coming a mile away. So they were giving us, you know, little quarter ounces in each drink or something like that. Because I know what yeah, it takes. Yeah. yeah, if you're ever skeptical about it, like, we go to these all-inclusive Caribbean resorts sometimes, and I'm the same way. It's like... Man, I don't, I don't feel anything right now, and I, right, should be, right. I should be right out of it here. And, uh, the, and and the key would be if I'm doing hard liquor of some kind, uh, I would just basically say, okay, uh, let's get some shooters here going. We'll take it from that bottle, and then for the rest of the night, I want my drinks from that bottle as well. But start right. out with a shooter, and you got a little measurement of exactly what they're up to. You know, you know they're not watering that one down. If they are, you'll know right away from a shot. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so it has never happened. You know, usually that never happens, right? If you're laying a bunch of dough down, okay, you're gonna have a bar bill here for two or three hundred bucks, right? Okay, back in the day, man. I mean, it'd be like four or five hundred. You know, if everyone's drinking a hundred dollars worth of booze. You know, in my my day, the the guys I knew, the good guys, you'd get twice as much as you paid for. Right. It. You know, they loved it with a you know hefty tip, Stevie, at the end. Did you did did you did this story culminate with shawarmas, even though you weren't hammered? Well, I ended up having a shawarma. Yeah. Uh, on the way home, that was a, a, a half of one or something, or I don't know, a used one or something off a tray. I, I don't know. I had a bite. And, and didn't like it. Didn't like it. Didn't like it at oh. all. No, didn't wow. like it. So let's launch in today because, uh, well, the Sens had a fine game tonight and uh, they beat Calgary by a score of three to one. It's been fascinating to see that, you know, there's a team in last place in the North, but man, they have Calgary's number. Seven games so far. Ottawa's won five of them. 
And uh, boy, you saw Brad Tree living the GM. He was at the game and uh, they kept shooting, you know, going to him. It's like, okay, you fired the coach and you're still getting worked over by the worst team in your division. So he's got to start to feel a little, uh, little hot seat action right now yeah. at this stage of the game. But uh, I, I noticed I mean, that. I, I I the watched- Sens played a pretty, Sens played a pretty good game. I thought they played. I saw the third period. They played really good. They, they can, they had that puck man for uh, like, like from the 17 minute mark, Stevie till about the six minute mark in that third period. Mm-hmm. Calgary didn't get a shot on net. Literally. I'm telling you, literally they didn't. They had, yeah. They, they had, had one, they had the most dominant shift when they scored their first goal, the Sens were throwing the puck around. They must've been in Calgary's end for, uh, I don't know, four hours. And then yeah. the Sens had some of their best players out there and they eventually tie the game up. Uh, it was, uh, I think Chris Tierney got that one. So Shabbat with a shot and Tierney scores it. Um, that might've been the go-ahead goal. Come to think of it. I think it was Dadnov. Tierney's was the go-ahead goal. Yeah, yeah that's right. Dadnov with a great four check by Kachuk and, uh, and Dadnov. Uh, Dadnov puts the puck out to Norris and that was the goal that tied it up. And yeah, that was that, that game, that go-ahead goal. That was maybe the most dominant five-on-five shift I've seen the Ottawa Senators put together this year. Or anybody. And I agree. <laughs> I watched it all. I said it was, uh, they kept that line on for three minutes or something, mm-hmm. you know, or over three minutes. They, they, they held them in their own, their own end. Yeah. It was a great period. Yeah. And that's not, that's not a shitty team, man. Right? Calgary's, I mean, they're not great, but they're not, they're not terrible, you know? No, I don't think so. But it's hard to, it's hard to know right now. It's everything's, uh, Everything's a mishmash, and certainly Calgary's trying to learn what Daryl Sutter's trying to teach out there. So it's always a transition. They did come out of the gate though, three and zero after Sutter arrived, and now all of a sudden, uh, well, things have uh, gone a little sideways here on them. But I mean, yeah. the, the big difference for the Sens again, they're three zero and two in their last five, and these last few games, like Philip Gu- Philip Gustafson, it looks like unbelievable. Like, it's still way too early to anoint him as their number one goalie. But right now I want to anoint him as their number one goalie. This club has been a goalie graveyard for a long time. And uh, I thought Joey Decord was very good in his limited time before he got hurt. I was thinking, okay, that guy might be the answer. And now I'm like, no, no, Gustafson, he's the answer now. So I don't know. It's very odd the way it goes. After the big acquiring of the guy from Pittsburgh. (laughs) Yeah, Matt Murray. Yeah, yeah I, I, so I, I think there. I think the average sense fan is ready to turn the page there. But uh, he's going to be we'll he's paid. We'll he's see. he's going to be paid anyway. So yeah, yeah. and the, and the network, you know, it might they must be like just for a laugh, uh, you know, because I was t- I was telling you yesterday, the other day before that, this is the heat now, right? This is like playoff hockey now, right? There, there's, uh, you know, they're they're at. 42 to 25 points. I think the, the Sens are at 25 points or something like that. Uh, so they're, they're, they're not going to make it, but you know, unless a miracle happens right uh, now, they're 10 points back of the Habs, but the Habs have four games in hand. Yeah. So they're, you know, the teams are fighting, particularly Calgary, right? Calgary's in fourth or fifth place or something. Yeah. They're place, right there. Like that. Yeah. They're only four points back though of a playoff spot. So right. I think the guy, I think they're going, let's keep the camera on the, uh, on the on the general manager who's wondering if he's going to get fired after every period, right? Yeah. Change because guess what happens, right? You change the coach, like everyone says you have to. You can't get rid of twenty players, all that shit. So then they get rid of the coach. Well, then if the coach doesn't work out, 
Then they start to look to the GM, right? They must have shown that guy 50 times during yeah. the, during the game. I'm like, what's it? They must just be laughing. Go, grab a bear, grab a Grab a shot of tree living there. <laughs> these these yeah. sweating bullets coming down. Yeah. You, know, you thought you friends. had the answers there, did you, Brad? You fired your coach and you went three and oh. You thought you, oh, yeah, now we got it. Now we got a new coach. Everything's fine now. Everything's fixed. Wham, yeah. wham, wham, three losses in a row. So, you know, yeah, yeah you know what uh, also uh, is going to be interesting, Steve, uh, because teams fighting for playoffs. You know, down in the hunt, the last ten games or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And it's going to be a it's going to be a great drive to the playoffs. There's no doubt about it. If if this thing anything positive comes out of the the COVID protocol and the co- compacted schedule, it, it's it's going to be that. There's no doubt that there's going to be the the great races for third and fourth spot and stuff like that. Um, is uh, uh, what was I going to say? Um, I don't know. It's your brain. I know. I know. I, I had a I had a really good point here. I've got I uh. uh uh, oh yeah. So, uh, what you, you know, normally what you're doing is you're watching your team every night going, you got to win, right? You got to win this game, big game, big game, big game. You know, what's going to happen here. Teams are going to be done and some playoff positions are going to be decided by these makeup games that have from postponements because of COVID. Right. It's, it's going to be really weird. It's going to be weird. It's going to be like, okay, what, what happens with Edmonton, uh, with Montreal Edmonton now? Okay. They're missing that whole week. There's three games. Right, that yep. that everyone's going to be sitting around going, "Well, we might make the playoffs if Edmonton beats Montreal." It's going to be all that shit. It'll be terrible. Yeah. Montreal's anyway. got a two point lead. They they have the fourth and final playoff spot right now in the North, and they've got these COVID issues that are happening right now. But if you look at the standings, they have a two point lead on the Canucks, and as you mentioned, a four point lead on the Flames. But uh, the Habs have a ton of games in hand, so they're in pretty good shape still. As long as they don't really bottom out, they should be fine. They have a f- They've played five fewer games than Vancouver, and they've played three fewer games than the Flames. Okay, we're in a so bit lots of, of tailspin. Yep, yeah. absolutely. All right, let's take a time out on the program here. James, when we come back, we'll talk about this Tim Peel thing, the longtime NHL referee fired by the league today. We'll get into that after these words. Reignite your love for driving with a new Ford from Jim K. Ford. Get behind the wheel and hit the road in a new 2021 model with great features like available Ford Copilot 360 driving technologies. You'll find all of the latest innovations that are made available for new Ford vehicles. Visit Jim K. Ford and ask about their great offers on models like the Escape, Edge, Explorer, Ranger, and F-150. Only at Jim K. Ford in Orleans or take a virtual tour of things at JimKFord.com. Pico is Ottawa's home for authentic old-school, custom-crafted Neapolitan-style pizza. And without all the fuss and expense of fine dining, Pico is quick and easy, fresh and healthy, and so delicious. Made with the highest quality ingredients. Craft your own thin crust pizza masterpiece with unlimited toppings for just $15. Pico. Use the Pico app and save on third-party app fees. 236 Richmond Road, 170 Metcalf Street, and the new location at 305 Rideau. Have your insurance rates been going up year over year? You're not alone. It's happening to everyone. I'm Josh from All Insurance Ontario. Send me a text and see if I can save you a bunch of money. 860-6008. All Insurance Ontario, your modern boutique broker. The Steve Warren Project. Sports and whatever. 
We should get into this story about Tim Peel because everybody was talking about that in the hockey world today. Tim Peel is one of those referees that a lot of fans are always saying, oh my God, that guy, I don't like that guy, and so on. And Makes so it forth. about but himself, that thing. Yeah, yeah maybe a little. Um, but he has basically been fired by the NFL. He's been banned from officiating future NHL games after he was caught saying he wanted to call a penalty against Nashville during a game on Tuesday. So they actually Uh-oh. caught him. It looked like they were going to commercial. And, you know, sometimes they go to commercial and they're showing a highlight. And then live in the background, I, I guess his mic got turned on. You know, the mic they have when they call the penalties and stuff. Somehow, sure. some way, his mic was hot. And you can hear him talking to somebody saying, yeah, it wasn't much, but I wanted to get an effing penalty against Nashville early in the, and then it got cut off. Uh-oh. Yeah. So Not good. People were going upside down about that. The NHL reacted swiftly. The thing happened just yesterday, and he was fired today. And fired or just suspended? No, he. Well, I mean, it's it's kind of an easy out for the NHL because Tim Peel was planning to retire at the end of the year anyway. So we're oh. not that far from the end for him anyway. But yeah, he's been banned now and in the future from refing any NHL games for what he said because basically it's an admission that. He's managing the game instead sure. of calling it as he sees it. And uh, fans have suspected that that's the case forever, you know, with things like even up calls and managing right. the game instead of just mm-hmm. calling what you see. So um, this kind of was proof of that. And the NHL reacted swiftly and shut this guy down. What'd you think? Uh, yeah, there's probably no out, right? There's, you know, the, the old, the old, uh, it's like it's like forensics, Steve. You know, a recorded thing, catching a guy on tape, you know, hearing the audio of it, seeing the video of it. Uh, you know, it's like DNA, man. It just doesn't lie anymore, right? Uh, so they got no out. I think the league. I think they got they got to do it. What what are you going to do? You know what? All you know what? What about a team that goes okay? We want to protest that last game when he was our ref, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? You know, right? Uh, Although penalties are penalties, you know, they're, they're referees are remarkable guys. I mean, their jobs are super tough jobs, you know, but yeah. Yeah. I'm, you, you got no choice. You have you have to answer your question. No choice. You got to get rid of them. Yeah. But, I'm interested to see what happens now though, because the NHL may have turned loose something they don't want to turn loose. Now, maybe there's some sort of uh, financial settlement and, some kind of non-disclosure deal that they struck with this guy. I don't know, but you got to think he's, he's a, he's a few months away from retiring after what I think he's proud of his body of work. He's been like over a thousand games in the NHL and Mm -hmm. now he goes out this way. He can't be a happy guy. And if the NHL thinks that what he had to say on his hot mic on Tuesday night, if that was damaging to the job of officiating, Boy, if this guy wants to, he can get a flamethrower out and go to town on officiating. Because most people think that this is this is rampant among other NHL referees. That it's not he's not the only guy. There's lots of guys like that that manage the game, that have makeup calls and you know, talk mm-hmm. about, oh, uh, you know, we'll make sure that the calls are part of the flow of the game, as though they're, you know, crafting this storyline instead of calling what they're actually seeing. So well, you saw it tonight, man. You saw it tonight. In the in the Sens game, okay, the interference call, Stevie. So, 
Uh, Calgary's down a goal. They're starting to look at emptying the net, okay, with two and a half to go, okay? And uh, penalty called against Calgary. I th- uh, was it? Where he cross-checked the guy in the neck? Correct. Okay? So now they can't get the man advantage and all that shit. And then they call this very, very dicey interference call about a minute later. On Kachuk. Against Calgary. Right. Against Ottawa, right? Um, yeah. It was yeah, dicey. That was, it was that dicey. was Brady was... Kachuk. Yeah, I should use the first name when we're talking Flames and Sands. Yeah, it was yeah Brady I was gonna, Kachuk. I was going, wait, what are you doing? Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. wait how are you? Yeah. <laughs> Brady Kachuk yeah. got a dicey interference call for sure. But right. it looked and like s- it. I, I would have called that too. Well, it looked like a makeup call to me, though. It really did when you're, when you're talking about it. So maybe I'm, you know, some people, no, no, it was, he was just trying to sort of soft check the guy a little bit when he got by him. But yeah, anyway. No, there's, def- there's yeah. definitely. Someone there's could argue s- that, right? Oh, yeah. Well, someone could say, yeah, it was a makeup call. Oh, Look like there's it There's no question about it. What, yeah. Yeah. I think, I think it exists all through the league. That's, that's my point, though. You know, you're going to bury this guy. You're going to make a sacrificial lamb out of Tim Peel. If this guy wants to, he can, you know hit the speaking circuit or write books or, you know, do interviews and uh, really shine a light on this situation. Cause you know, it's there. You, right. know, you know, I could even argue when we talk about that Brady Kachuk call in, in the Wednesday night game between the Sens and flames that you you were alluding to. Well, if you look a short time later, Kachuk on this same delayed penalty, he clearly hacks the feet out from underneath the flames forward. Right. But it's like, it's kind of an unwritten rule that, no, I can't give him another one there because that would, uh, you know, that would be too much. I think at this stage, and, and you you constantly hear, and and fans have to be careful what they wish for too, because fans are always talking in terms of, wow, man, that team, you know, they only have one penalty against them, and my team has five against them. I mean, come on. Well, right. maybe that's how he saw it, but people say it's like, well, you got to be, you know, got to be fair on both sides. It's like, well, not necessarily. Your team may have committed more infractions. So it's um, if you really want it called by the book, it may actually be a little less comfortable for you as a fan than you think. Well, you're you're onto something, right? Is I'll give referees this: uh, when you're talking about managing games, I, I I totally understand what you're talking about, and and so does everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, that most of the penalties that they do call, Steve, are are penalties. Okay, most of them are. Okay. The large, and they have to be right for obvious reasons. Okay, you can't, yes. you can't have like thirty percent of your penalties maybe weren't called. So, where the games get managed by the refs is what they don't call, right? Is what right. is what they let slide, like you brought up, right? And <clears throat> now you can have a guy who who gets embarrassed now, his reputation is soiled, um, that he's going to come forward and go, "Hey, listen, do you want to hear what goes on in the referee's dressing room?" You know. Right. Where, where a guy, I could quite easily uh, believe, you know, if some group of refs came out and said, we, we do it all the time. Well, that we always say, let's let it go here in the second. Yeah. You know, I, I, that wouldn't be a stretch, right? It's kind of an, it's kind of an accepted thing, man. It's kind of, you know, that, that's the way it is. We're going to let stuff slide here and there. You're going to get yours. He's going to get his. And um, yeah, I mean, now- people, people say they want black and white. They want, you know, call it the way it is. But, you know, again, going back to Sens Flames, on that same Kachuk uh, penalty, on that penalty kill, so they're down five on four, and, and um, Artem Zub had a painfully obvious tripping call that was ignored. Mm-hmm. And that's another example. It's like, 
well, you know, it was a trip for sure, but you know, Calgary's already got a, a power play going here. I don't know it was serious enough that we want to put Ottawa down five on three. So there right. is measure there's there is measurement of temperature in any given game and the flow and what's right in the big picture. And that always plays into some of their decision making. And I think that's true of any NHL referee. So if you want black and white and you're really upset that Tim Peel behaves like that, well, most guys do. The reality is there's some level of management in any NHL referee. All Tim Peel did was shine some light on it. He he said what is never said. Uh, he admitted effectively that he's managing a game. Yeah, and, and listen, Steve, if there's big problems in the NHL, okay, with rules uh, that they got to fix or they, you know, they got to straighten out this three on three, right? Because it's it's getting a little goofy where you can go, but we talked about it the other day, right? They got they got to fix that thing where you can go back out of the offensive zone, carry the puck and wheel around again, right? It, it, it's making it boring, the three mm-hmm. on three. It's not, it's taken away from what the three on three is supposed to be. So, you know, the governors, you know, the league governors and owners, right? Well, we'll get together and say, okay, we got to fix this. Okay. This is no good. It's no good for our team. It's no good for any, whatever it is, Steve, whatever it is, suspensions and all that stuff. But you never, ever, ever, and for obvious reasons, you never hear them talk about refereeing because everyone gets theirs at some time or another. Okay. Right. Every, every year, Steve, you're going to see a team that's pissed at the refereeing. And then so, uh, and you're also going to see shit that they got, um, you know, that went their way that didn't. Right. So no, so you never hear any coaches in the long haul or any owners or any governors or anyone in the league, you know, to step up and say, we got to do something about the referee. It's, it's, it's a given, it's a given that they're going to let some stuff go, uh, depending on the situation, you know, and, and is that okay? Uh, I think it is. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, it, it certainly is. Um, you like to be pure and you like to think, if it's a penalty here, it's a penalty then, you know, but the reality is we're so hardwired that the game is called and officiated in a certain way. I think we'd find it bothersome because there've been years where the NHL does something in the off season to clamp down They're clamping down on this, you know, the holding is out the door, you know, and then everybody celebrates it. And then there's the following season, the steady parade to the penalty box and everybody's like, Oh, this is a joke. I don't pay to watch the referees. And so I'm not sure necessarily that, that fans want the whole management of the game to stop. I think they'd find it uh, quite bothersome from what they've been used to since they're five years old watching the NHL. So that's how I feel about it. Yeah. And, and, and what it all comes out in the wash, Stevie, right? What goes around comes around, right? So um, it'll, it'll, it'll be, you know, if this guy's so pissed, uh, would he say something? Would he come out? You're going to write a book here and say, I'll tell you about the referee in the NHL. Yeah, probably not. Hard. I guess probably, probably they'll give him his pension, right? They'll pay him out. And yeah, no, sure if there's a non-disclosure for sure. And if they gave him the money, absolutely. I think he'll, he'll stay quiet. And I, I'm sure he has many, many friends in uh, the NHL officiating brotherhood that he right. wouldn't want to because he's basically taking them down with him as well because he's retiring and that would not be a good look either. So I don't think it'll happen, but it certainly has the capability of uh, of doing just that. But uh, we yeah. shall see. We'll take a time out of the program, James, back in just a moment to tell you about the Hobie Baker nomination voting race. There's an Ottawa senator in there and, uh-huh. uh, and much more coming up after these words. Everyone knows that to get the best price on home and auto insurance, you have to shop around. But who really wants to do that? 
With access to all kinds of insurance markets, not only can I get you the best price, but I'll also make sure that you get full value for your money. Call me, I'm Jer Gerard, All Insurance Ontario, your modern boutique broker. Jim K. Ford is a full-service commercial and fleet dealership. They supply companies in the Ottawa area with work trucks of all shapes, all sizes, all functionalities, right from the small delivery van up to the big F-750. So whether you're in towing, landscaping, or deliveries, or any job you need a big truck for, Jim K. Ford will help you with the right truck for your needs. JimKFord.com, 1438 Uville Drive in Orleans. Oh man, what a deal this is. How would you like to win your own home gym? Right now, Popeye Supplements, along with Fitness Depot in Ottawa and Beyond Yourself, are all teaming up to give away a custom home gym valued at $5,000. You could win it. Now till April 4th, you can fill out a free ballot online. And for every Beyond Yourself product you buy at Popeye's, you not only get 20% off, you get another ballot for the draw. It's the $5,000 Dream Home Gym Giveaway at PopeyesOnlineOrders.com. And compared to this time last year, the Ottawa home market is up 27%. Sale price, an average sale price of over $700,000. Has a lot of people asking, I wonder how much my home is worth. You should call the Glenn Walton Real Estate Team today for a free no-obligation home estimate. Glenn does a great job. You'll be shocked to learn what you could get for your home, and what other homes in your neighborhood are going for. Call the Glen Walton Real Estate Team today at glenwalton.com. So, James, the whole Glen Walton ba- was out here. Yeah. That freaking house ain't selling. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe I'll, I'll have him give you a call. Make yeah. sure uh, you've, you've done uh, your due diligence and a checklist. Four thousand kilometer listing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, the Hobie Baker nominees are down to ten and have been for a few days now. And uh, Shane Pinto, as we speak right now, is your leader. The North Dakota Star is number one in voting right now, and uh, he's at thirty-seven point two percent. Dylan Holloway. From the University of Wisconsin, Madison is at thirty-six point two, and then Cole Caulfield, he's the uh, tiny, tiny Habsford of the future. Right. Also from Wisconsin, Madison, he's at eighteen point eight right now. So it's Pinto and Holloway right now, and then Caulfield weighs back, and then well, everybody else is pretty much also Rans. Bit of a voting campaign happening right now on Twitter among Sens fans, by the way. Right. Not a small award here, man. Right. Best best American college hockey player. Right, is the Hobie Baker num- num- yep, voted correct. number one? Yeah, yep. big, big award. You look at the winners of that thing. You know, for every Johnny Gaudreau, Jack Eichel that you, you know, guys you've heard of, there's Drew LeBlanc, and Blake Jeffreyon, and uh, guy who won it last. A bunch year. of no names. They don't do well yeah. if they win that. Oh no, no it's uh, there's 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 probably more for every really good Hobie Baker winner as far as NHL standards. For every Hobie Baker winner that goes on to be a very good NHL player, there's probably two guys who you've never heard of. Oh, is that right? Wow. Yeah. Okay. That that well, that takes the whole excitement out of this, Steve. I was like, the Sens are gonna—they got the Stutzla, you know—they got the new young team here. They're building, building, building. They got guys with the nuts. Don't tell me he's gonna be the guy. Oh, I didn't mean I didn't oh. mean take the excitement out. I'm sorry. Ah, jeez. Don't tell me he's gonna be that guy. <laughs> <laughs> that could be a star. Remember that show that Steve and Jungle did, and that was they mentioned that 
that Hobie Baker Schmaker thing. <laughs> yeah. He looks like a hell of a player, though. I mean, he's he. I mean, he's leading Is his conference, big? and yeah, he's good size, and he's a centerman. Certainly, the Sens could use more depth at center, but looks like a really nice player. Um, all man, the, the Sens are like Team USA. They have so many American, really great American players, uh, and Shane Pinto might be another. But he he led his conference in goals, helped them to the NCHC championship. About to go into the Frozen Four starting this weekend. And uh, he was named the best forward in the conference, best player in the conference, best defensive forward in the conference. So it sounds oh. to me like a guy, a blue chipper that probably, I don't want to say can't miss. Totally. When I see you best forward, best player, best defensive forward, meaning you play both ways, that, uh, well, that looks very, very good indeed. I won't call him can't miss. Okay. I'm not saying anything, man. I don't want to jinx it. Right. Fair enough. I don't F it up. All right, let's get out of here. Are you still dizzy? You were a little dizzy said, during the show. Yeah, no, I had to stop down, and, and I was super dizzy. And I went down and guzzled three uh, pails of water, effectively. I have this big stein that I grabbed, and I filled it up with water, and I pounded three of them back. And I'm literally oh. feeling fine now. I think I was a little dehydrated. I was just thinking, you know, when you said that, I was thinking to myself, God, if Steve drops dead from a heart attack, should I finish the show or and just do it myself? Or... <laughs> <laughs> That's the spirit. It's the old it's the old joke, Steve. If the guy dropped dead and you're foursome uh, on a golf course, what do you do? Mark him or chip over him? <laughs> yeah, Jesus. <laughs> terrible. You'd for sure chip over me and finish. I'm chipping this over him, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. Chip, you know, hit a shot, Drake. Yeah, it was uh, you know, uh my buddy Jake used to use him as a as an example. If Jake dropped dead and had a heart attack, because he did have one, right? right. Uh he was the first of our group, Stevie, to have the heart attack, you know. And uh, we always said, oh, all you do is just, if you drop dead on the sixth hole or something, you know, hit your ball, drag Jake, hit your ball, drag Jake. Big <laughs> <laughs> weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's a good place to call it quits. We'll talk to you in the next episode. All right, take it easy. Good night, everybody. We'll see you. Always leave on a chuckle, I suppose. <laughs>